0: about that because the whole co-writing thing it's it's it works for some doesn't work for others so
1: and i love talking about it. i've co-written with several people yeah. so okay well good. let's
0: let's touch on that in just a second yes. um hey guys welcome to another episode of spilling ink we're the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry and looks like we've got joe we've got anita hey guys how we doing Yay. And Jane, I did an episode without you last week. I saw
2: that after. But that's okay. That's all right. I saw I that as I was, drinking, I was drinking. I was drinking around the fire. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no way I could go on. <laughs> well, welcome
0: back. I hope your time off was good. Yes. Yes. I'm I see you're back
2: home now. Hosted. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Honey colored. Maybe. (laughs) Sure. Sun There There we go. That's perfect. Sun I like it. And tonight, for our guest, we have Ariel Dawn. Hello. She's another writer that's in Rituals and Runes with me. So, (laughs) introducing Ariel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! Never can get the pointing thing right. No,
1: no. (laughs) Yeah, tell us about yourself, Ariel. So I am Ariel Dawn. Um, I write primarily paranormal romance, urban fantasy, and reverse harem. Um, so yes, some of my books up here uh, that are coming out, um, A Dark and Stormy Night is actually coming out on Monday. Ooh. It is part of a steamy vampire collection called Immortal Hearts um, through Fluffy Fox Publishing. Um, I mentioned I do write vampires. I have Blood and Lust, which is the second book in my Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series, um, which is probably, like, I know we're not supposed to pick favorites, but, like, I just love writing her and, and They're just, like, my favorite. Um, (laughs) I co-write, um, Shifters of Starfall Creek Collection is actually the box set collection of my series with fellow USA Today best-selling author, Quelty Fox. Um, so, and it is, a steamy reverse harem. There is some sword crossing. There is a lot of uh, action and drama in it, and I absolutely love that series, both as a writer and as a reader. Um, and heaven knows is my story that is coming out in Rituals and Runes, um, and it is a angel demon romance. So <laughs> uh, it's going to be very interesting that I um, I read a lot of paranormal romance, and I always see a lot of stuff where it's like a human and a, and a demon or a human and an angel They don't really see too much of like angel and demon and there's some other stuff in there that i'm not going to give away because it would you know ruin the surprise so i just have to read it to find out so
2: <laughs> i love that I idea you gotta,
0: <laughs> you've got to read in your genre if you want to be able to to write well because you know oh, yeah. what's out there you know what the expectations are and you also know what they're missing
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean uh, my favorite writer, which I'm waiting for her her, her books um, to come. You know the special editions; they still haven't come yet. They're oh. they're in the mail though. <laughs> they're in the mail. Laura we'll Get Thalassa. them eventually. Yep. Laura. Um, the Four Horsemen series. Have you read that? I have not. I've heard oh of it. Oh my god! Oh my god! You have to.
1: <laughs> my TBR is just like, especially since I've started writing. My TBR is insane. Right. It, <laughs> it's not.
2: It, and my you know, my husband was mentioning to to somebody around the fire um, about the books that that you know he's found so many indie writers with me being an indie writer that I don't think we'd ever get exposed to otherwise, which is which is amazingly awesome. It is
1: it really is
2: <laughs> Yeah, Indian and hybrid are
0: are becoming way more mainstream than they used to be. I mean, yes. just look at ten years ago, you know, indie was hot and new, but it still had the scarlet letter of oh, you're you're indie. Yeah. Now it's like, no, I'm indie because I'm taking full control over my books. Yes, I want the control. I'm yes. a control freak. yes. Uh, I am. <laughs> Especially at a time when we see a lot of smaller publishers folding, yes. and a lot of authors now having to basically rehome their books and they're faced with the decision, do I try and find another publisher? Do I try and do it myself when I get the rights back? Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely shifting more towards, you know, not just acceptability, but, you know, kind
2: of the thing now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, our publishing house hasn't uh, printed anything since I, we, we wrote together. Oh, wow. That was a while ago. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm picky. <laughs> I'm picky now because, you know, if I have to put my time aside and publish something, it's got to be damn good to get my attention. I can't read like the first page and be like, Oh my God, this is pulling teeth. Yeah. You know Whether the story eventually becomes better or not. I don't have the time.
1: Now, are you open to
2: submissions? I think we still are. (laughs) I haven't gotten an email in a long time, but, (laughs) and I haven't actually gone out and looked. But there's that, you know, but I'm really, really, really picky. And, and I notice that in a lot of the writers now that when we go to read something, Oh my God, it has to grab us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. important in the first couple of pages. It has to grab you and not let go <laughs> and make you care about somebody within the first few pages in order for you to put your time and investment into reading.
0: Yep. Right. <laughs> well, we were talking about, you know, the time mm-hmm. is moving like, warp speed at this point Mm -hmm. so we literally don't have time to waste on something so it's got to be good it's got to be you know exactly what you're looking for
1: indeed and I and I write very fast so like it is I feel like too because of that time does move so much quicker because I'm just focusing on the next book or the next deadline or the mm -hmm. next whatever that it's like I literally sat down the other day and just the books that you brought up like those are the ones that are coming out like those are the main ones that are coming out but there's other ones coming out in between right. and I looked at it and I think I have like two releases a month until Thank October you. and then I have like one every week.
2: Wow. <laughs> so, that's, that's crazy a busy
0: schedule. And it's hard to maintain too. So with writing so much what do you do as your palate cleanser between books?
1: So I usually try to give myself 24 to 48 hours between finishing a book and starting another one. And usually in that 24 to 48 hours, I'll go try to do something else. I'll try to, I'll like go sit down and read, or I'll just sit on the couch and watch some Netflix, just something completely like, where I can zone out <laughs> a, little mm-hmm. bit. Yep. Um, and def- a little bit. yeah. And I don't read as much now um, because of the writing so much, but I mm. do a lot of, like, alpha reads um, and, you know, first comb throughs for some of my author friends and stuff. So that's what normally I'll, like, sit down to read. Um, or I might sit down and read, like, one of the thousand books from my TBR.
2: <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine has gotten really big. <laughs>
1: I don't have a TBR, like pile i have a tbr house
2: like <laughs> <laughs> mine's all on this the kindle oh i have so
1: many on kindle and yep. but like i have i have piles and piles of books i have books in like literally like boxes and i like hide them from my husband and he's like he and my friends come over because we'll always like swap books back and forth he'll be like you take those right back <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good problem to have too many books
1: yeah yeah
0: Yeah, When they're not being read, they're decorations, too, because a a well-stocked bookshelf is gorgeous.
1: mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't
2: have any big ones
0: anymore. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) But yes, (laughs) I used to have books upon books, and we gave them away when we moved.
1: I do try to collect a few of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, from people that I do know or that I've worked with. Um, I write blurbs. So I've written blurbs for a couple authors and I purchased their book and it sits on my shelf. Um, and some of my author friends who I'm just super fans of, like I will definitely buy their books and they will go on my shelf. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I do try to uh, accumulate a lot of that stuff too. Now that I am actively writing and all of that. So,
0: so blurb writing. Oh, Oh, the thing that makes most of us cringe.
1: How I'm great with other people's that? blurbs. Don't ask me to write my own. It's not <laughs> pretty. <laughs> sort
2: of like, well, I've gotten better at them over the years. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's <laughs> one of my one of the people that I send out, I'm stuck on this. Just take a look at it and you know.
1: <laughs> I have a couple people I do that with. Yeah. Yep. It's
0: yep. It's <laughs> a sounding board, because you know it, it might sound good in your head, but maybe it's not hitting a target point. Right. And when you only have two hundred to two hundred fifty words to use, every mm-hmm. word's got to count. Right.
1: And that's exactly. why I'm terrible at writing my own because I never know, like the
2: whole story, <laughs> what,
1: what I can give out and what I can't give out. And I'm like, well, how do I, how do I condense this into this tiny blurb without telling everything in this story? But when it comes to other people, I'm like, tell me everything about your story, and I'll write a blurb.
0: <laughs> and that's a good I, way to do I, it I, because yeah. that that interview style you're you're kind of forcing them to condense as much as humanly possible, which then mm-hmm. becomes a little easier to go. Wait, that's an important point. That's an important point. Now, this is what we're going to work with.
2: I've I've been writing the blurbs before the books now.
1: Yeah, I don't. Get I've that. done that.
2: And I've and, done that. You know, I have the idea in my head. I write the blurb. It's not exactly specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I've say. done that and it's almost like, it's almost like, like a loose outline, right? Yes. You yes. write the blurb and then you'll go write the story and then you'll come back and tweak the blurb because you might've gone off the rails in the story. Oh yeah. I've done that. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing that quite a bit lately to, you know, the, the latest book I'm writing, I wrote the blurb because I, I had to get the pre-order out there because the other, the other books are already out there and I'm like, oh man, when am I going to write this one? <laughs> Cause I didn't really have the full series. Mm -hmm. I did but I didn't yeah you know I had general idea and and I just ran with it so (laughs) do you outline or are you Uh, I'm
1: somewhere in the middle okay I'm definitely Hmm. a pantser at heart but I've been trying to like at least now I make like a loose outline which basically sometimes looks like just a couple notes and then other times it looks like okay, I want to say this, I want to say this in this chapter. So it just kind of depends. Um, I opened up a outline the other day to start one of the books that I'm working on, and I thought I had outlined more, and all I had was literally a cast of characters, and I was like, wow, this is the outline! Nice.
2: <laughs> That's all you need.
1: I, I did a
2: full outline for a book, for, you know, because I, I think I took an outlining course or something like mm-hmm. that, or had to do it for a course. I have this full outline I haven't written the book because I'm just it's almost already like written that it. magic.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, it is gone. <laughs> you already like, written okay. it.
2: Yeah. But I've stepped back. It's been a couple of years. So now I think I'm gonna write that and get that out. You know, it should be it should be fairly quick. And now- I always
1: say writing is kind of like kind of like watching a netflix show right yeah like where it's like oh i can't wait to see what happens next but you literally can't wait to see what happens because you haven't written it and you don't know (laughs)
2: exactly exactly and you know i and i'm writing i'm writing now you know this the the piece of okay where i'm where i'm going next and i'm doing the bare bones stuff but Mm -hmm. it's like it's like okay I know I'm gonna have to go back and, and re- rework this because it's just boring to even me. Oh, <laughs> no. But I have to get from here to there.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> Is that the one you sent me the the first chapter on? Um the prequel chapter. Sorry, not the first chapter.
2: Yes. The prequel chapter, the prequel chapter I did fine on. Yeah, that it's, was good. But it's the rest. <laughs> oh, such a it's, good start, though. It's, you know, I, I wrote, a, you know, a really tense scene. And now I'm on the, I've got to get to the next tense scene. <laughs> um, the transition. <laughs> yep,
1: yep, See, yep. now
0: that, that was where you and I were really good with the co-writing. Because yes. we were able to hopscotch over each other and... She would write a scene. I would continue it. And then she would continue for me. And it, we didn't run into those roadblocks because as right. soon as she would run out of idea, I had the next idea. And yeah. then she had the next idea. Yeah. And it really well. Yeah, that's,
1: it's, co-writing is one of those things, like, everybody writes so differently, right? Yeah. And I've written with several different people and they all kind of have their own way of doing things. And I tend to, like, adapt a little bit, kind of, like, to what they do um, so that i can blend myself into that but yeah um when i wrote with uh T fox when we wrote our reverse harem series shifters of starfall creek it was often like that where it was we contrasted each other Mm -hmm. very well with how we wrote because a lot of times i was not necessarily the the big person with conflict Mm -hmm. um and she will even she said on podcasts like uh, I would try to go in and make everything nice and then she would go in there and she would conflict it up or give some angst or whatever and that balance it was always like kind of like all right, well, this is going to happen but we need to push it okay well now you can go in and you know you can sweeten sweeten the in between. <laughs> um, yeah it, it's definitely mm. uh, I feel like co-writing definitely helps push me as a writer by learning and um, experiencing how other people write and working with them in that aspect to strengthen my writing, so.
0: Sounds like you've got a good personality for it too.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, like,
0: that's the, the difficulty whenever you enter into a co-writing situation, if, if you're not, you know, on the same level with the person you're writing with, you yeah. don't mesh well. And your styles conflict with each other, then it becomes harder to work with. But if you're on that that same level, and you guys can, you know, fill in the gaps where the other person is, you know, uh, maybe has a deficit somewhere, or you're stronger here mm-hmm. and they're stronger there, you end up getting a really cool
1: story out of it, and the, the
0: experience is fun too. Yeah,
1: Quell and I have written now four books together. Nice. Um, so we wrote our Shifters of Starfall Creek series, which is three books. We have the Shifters of Starfall Creek coming out in September um for the box set that has like some bonus content and stuff in it and then we just recently wrote a male male paranormal romance that's coming out in uh fire on fire which is a collection of male male paranormal um anthology um that's coming out in september as well september 12th so
2: that's a fun story yeah I can't wait to write with Katie again. So
1: <laughs> it really is like magic when you like no. when you find somebody that you work really well with. So yeah, yeah it works. We it works.
2: It out. Yeah, we we talked out mm-hmm. so, some things. There were some things, you know. We didn't, didn't have really, a lot
1: that we were in no,
2: disagreement. There was with. only one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my but, You know, she'd she'd have ideas. I'd have ideas, and we went back and forth. And you know, this was in sort of with the characters from, from one of my other books. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, a little We're bit more world my world, world mm-hmm. versus her world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, but it's she like had it ideas. Was writing.
0: It was fun exploring demons and hell and stuff. Cause I don't yes. generally write that. So that was yeah. fun. Oh yes. Yep. And death. mhm <laughs> And (laughs) failed. I loved it. We had had a lot of fun with that one. And, and, you know, like you said, we had ideas and we bounced off of each other. We rarely ever disagreed on something. And even if we did, it was so minor that, like, yeah, you want to do this? Okay, sure. We'll just do that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Who came up with the cursed cat? I don't remember who came up with it. I don't know. Who came up with the name? yeah, I think we bounced it back and forth and said, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" <laughs> yeah, it was one of those like, we, "We need it. a
0: sidekick character, not yeah. a human though. We need something like, snarky cat." <laughs>
2: <we have> smoke. <laughs> it was it was a combined effort. But
0: uh, that's kind of how our, our like meetings, our spitballing sessions would be. We're like, "Oh, that sounds good. Write that down." <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. yep exactly
1: <laughs> and it always helps no i know because that's exactly like how it was always kind of like chapter by chapter when writing with quell and then mm-hmm. i just be like all right let me add this to the doc and like note mm-hmm. down all the no- the ideas and things like that and yeah. The, oh, yeah the
0: writing style was i was worried about <laughs> um, because my first draft style is very bare bones almost i don't want to say it's just like screenplay like but mm-hmm. it is almost that bare bones of strictly dialogue, no descriptions. I'm, I'm like, literally writing as I hear the characters talking.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
0: was like,
1: I hope she doesn't mind that that's, like,
0: my first draft looks so, so bare. But it, we worked out really well.
1: But I up- And editing and stuff is four, too. And I think that's the... Uh- yeah. That's the other part of, like, co-writing that I I feel like sometimes, like, when people will ask me for advice on, you know, co-writing, I'll say, not only do you have to, like, you know, kind of gel with somebody as a writer, but you also kind of gel with them as an editor. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because you're going to be editing each other's stuff, um, you know, or making changes to each other's stuff. Oh, yeah. So, and for some people that, you know, they don't want their stuff changed, you know? Like um, we, so we, I think la- that's we called it too.
2: layering, you know, we went through and layered, I think we did it like three, three different or four different yeah. times after that first one, yep. but you know, the jumping and, and, and we would write scenes ahead because when we were stopped, that's something she taught me, mm-hmm. um, is, is to jump ahead and write scenes and, and, you know, the bare bones stuff. Some of that stuff has made believe it or not, my writing faster.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when you I, have to kind of like puzzle in yeah. sometimes, yeah. Yep,
2: yep. yep. And but you're and, like, and oh, God, is, I have a scene that hasn't happened in like
1: five chapters yet, but I need to get it out. Like, right,
2: yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, if, I, if I'm stuck here and I have something in my head, write it down. Mm-hmm. And that has helped so much. And then you have to do the transition between. You do eventually <laughs> figure it out though. Even if you yes. like feel like there's
0: no way I'm going to get over this this hurdle. And then you write the other stuff, you come back, you're like, oh, that was easy. Hold on.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly.
1: I have a document. I call it the cloud of scenes. Ooh. And it's stuff that's, like, written a little bit, like, out of context because sometimes I'll get an idea um, for a book either I haven't written yet or a book that I'm working on and it doesn't fit in quite yet. So I'll put mm. it in the cloud of scenes. And then other Ooh. times um, I cut things from books and I put it in the cloud of scenes. Yeah, so because just, <laughs> just because I might have not used it for that doesn't mean I can't repurpose it yes. and it might not fit in somewhere else. So I call it the cloud of scenes. It's all like little stuff that needs to be pieced in somewhere somehow.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that. I've got a folder on my drive. That's called stories in progress. And it is just filled with random snippets from, you know, whatever I've cut and saved. Cause I won't delete it. Cause it, like you said, might mm-hmm. need to use it on a different story.
1: And, and I have I've done, done
2: that. that. So, yeah. Yeah. I have I, I every cover that I have has a word document with the title name in it, you know, the, under my work in progress folder. It's so organized. <laughs> and it, and it's n- numbered of, of what I'm going to do now. That re, that is you know, renumbered very often you know, very often <laughs> because because <laughs> I do that and and you know, there are notes in them and things like that. Oh, I think I want to do this. <laughs> But it's just like, you know, the renumbering thing is 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 fun because then, you know, when I put it to my share drive, I have all of these new documents
1: that are different numbers. I'm much more organized when I write with someone else than when I write by myself. When I write by myself, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, I think I have this somewhere. But when I write with somebody else, I have, like, itemized lists and, like... Information docs and stuff, almost like series bibles. But like when I write, oh, of wow! My stuff, I read of
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, you know I have like bullets. You know, if I'm in you know, writing and my outline is like maybe six bullets. <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm going on, I'm like, oh, I want to do this, so I put a bullet at the end. <laughs> And God forbid if I ever published those instead of the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the crazy notes. I have a feeling you can still make it work. <laughs> yeah, the crazy notes. <laughs> These are the crazy notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that she's organized because I'm so disorganized. I, I need that, that babysitter, that accountability person to be like, hey, where's the stuff?
1: <laughs> yep.
0: And sometimes just the pressure I put on myself, knowing mm. that she's already written her X amount of words for the day and I haven't written anything. I'm like, I can't not turn something in. Jane will be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. No, but I put the pressure on myself. So it's yeah. good for me
2: because it forces me
0: to step up a little is. bit.
1: Yeah.
2: It, yeah. Yeah. Like today I wanted to read and I'm like, no, you have to put that aside and you have to get some words written because you haven't, you know, you've been on vacation. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I've I've attempted to try to get stuff on my my Facebook group, but I you know failed miserably at getting it done in the morning. <laughs> but but it's just like okay now you have to write.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's like. Do you no. have like a preferred time that you write? Uh, like, no. on schedule now?
2: No. I usually well, write at night. Yeah, at that's. Night. Well, I work during uh, Monday through Friday. I have an office job. So, you know, until five, I'm, I'm writing and then I eat dinner. I mean, I'm working and then I eat dinner. Then I'm writing um, during the week. Uh, on the weekends, depends on what we have going on. If I don't have anything going on and we're not at the beach, I'll write. If we're at the beach, I'm sitting out on the porch in the sun, <laughs> just chilling, watching the ocean. <laughs>
1: I find yeah. I write best when it's like nine, ten o'clock at night. And like, especially like my husband goes to bed or something, then I mm-hmm. can like stay up till one. Usually I stay up till like about one or two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's when I get most of it out. I, I can't seem to write during the day. Um, My job, uh, I usually work, I work in like the afternoon. So mm-hmm. during the day is when I usually do a lot of my more administrative tasks, mm-hmm. the marketing stuff, the promotion, like all that stuff. And then, when I have at least like a couple hours at night after husband goes to bed or before I go to bed, that's when I write. Yeah. Yeah. I try to get,
2: yeah, I try to get in a thousand words a night if I can. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That's a good goal. That's my goal.
1: That is a good goal. Yeah.
2: You know, and normally I can do it in a a couple hours. So like seven to nine, (laughs) but you know, that's when I'm not playing on social media.
1: (laughs) my god i don't start using
0: the the cold turkey because it locks your computer out all you can Mm -hmm. do is type and and if i set the timer and give myself 30 minute you know sprints it's like okay i can do this i can sit down for 30 minutes and not be distracted Mm -hmm. and get something done and and Amazingly, the the word count does add up quickly. Doing that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually sitting down and <laughs> writing produces <laughs> mm-hmm. lots of words. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, once that like thirty minute timer goes off, my computer unlocks. I'm like,
1: I'll just check my email. I'll just <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it depends on how connected I am to like what I'm writing too, because there are certain characters, like I mentioned earlier, I love writing Ava and Cassius, like there anything in in their world just comes so easily yes. and smoothly but there's mm-hmm. other times i'm writing stuff and i'm like hmm this is gonna take a minute you know yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like i still like still like the characters and i'm still connected to them but it just takes a little bit more it's not as as fluid as Something, it is with yeah I mean, what I mean.
0: to those scenes like the, the ones you're yeah. dreading writing You know something's got to happen. You're not 100% sure how you're going to make it happen. And Mm -hmm. it's not exactly a fun scene.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: got to sit down. Got to do it. Got to make it through the scene. Those Mm -hmm. are the hard ones.
2: I have a harder time with the third book in a trilogy. Oh, okay. Probably because there is some, this is the end of the Mm -hmm. series. Yeah. And I I have I definitely noticed that when I'm done with a series, I have to take a few days because I have like a mourning period. Yep. It's really weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I completely understand when we yeah. finished uh wrapping uh Hollows mm-hmm. Legacy, which was the last book in the Ship Starfall Creek series. Mm-hmm. It was like I was emotional because that was my mm-hmm. first like fully completed series, but also I had gotten so attached to the characters and I was like, oh my God, it's over. But then Mm -hmm. I'm writing bonus content, so it's not Mm over.
2: Yeah, especially after so many years of writing characters, I've had characters span from the beginning of my writing Mm phase through um, the Death Chronicles, which was last year. The same yeah. characters weaving in and out through, you know, umpteen yeah. books, and and at the end of that, right? At the end of writing that, I knew I wasn't necessarily going to revisit those characters again. Oh, and that, yeah, I love those characters. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I probably could, but I'm like. Mm, let it if you lie. Their time, you let yep. them breathe for a bit they're, they're not they're not rattling around in my brain anymore you.
1: <laughs> when we wrote that series we wrote mm. it very quickly um, yeah. just because we had found working together worked so well
2: mm. and
1: uh, immediately when we wrote the first book we knew that it was definitely going to be more than one book because it was only supposed to be one book mm-hmm. and it turned into a like a trilogy so by the time we did get to it, Um, Because we started the first uh, Hollows, Sunrise came out in August, and then we wrote we wrote and released Sunset, which came out in October, Mm -hmm. and then Legacy came out this past January. Okay, so we like wrote them and and released them fairly quickly. So by the time and we were writing all through that. By the time that it came out, I was just like, oh my God, it's done. Oh my God. I would have missed him. <laughs> oh my God, him. no. I would have missed him. <laughs> did,
0: did you see over here what Anita's saying? If she's stuck, she just kills something.
2: Yeah, I know. One in doubt. I thought you would appreciate that, Jane. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've, I've gotten soft, I guess.
1: <laughs> a lot of times if I get, if I get stuck, because I mentioned I write in like multiple books at once, I will go and write a completely different genre. Right. And then I will come back to it with fresh eyes and then I'll be able to to pick back up. Yeah. I'll go from writing like a monster reverse harem to like. I also have a, another pen name where I write clean romance. So (laughs) I'll go from one to the other and then come back. (laughs) Yeah. A little palette cleansing
0: by Mm -hmm. switching stories. Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to write a fairy tale romance. And then the third book in, in the shades of, of night series, which is urban fantasy, paranormal romance. So, so they're, Mm -hmm. the vein is kind of close in this one versus the last one with my dragon books. That was definitely urban fantasy and I was I was writing Jasmine, um, which is the book in rituals and runes at Ooh. the same time. So <laughs> that was another fracture fairy tale. so yeah. that, that came easy. Bell came easy. The, the one I'm writing now is Hook. It's
1: Ooh.
2: yeah, it's coming a little hard, harder. <laughs> but eh, it's, it's summertime. That was the blurb you sent over. Yeah, you like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I commented on that one. Yes, you did. Yes. Yes. And I, I incorporated it. <laughs> I, I mean, haven't delved. Too much,
1: I haven't delved too much into the into the retelling uh, mm-hmm. genre yet, but I um I do have a retelling I am working on. Hopefully, I will be releasing it in October. Um, that is the goal. But it is a, a vampire fairy tale retelling of Phantom of the Opera.
2: Ooh. Ooh. So. Nice. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That is so cool.
1: <laughs> I tend to have this thing where I kind mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, a lot of the things that inspire me, media, different um, mm-hmm. books, movies, whatever, it's just somehow they kind of make it in and it's almost like Ariel does this. Mm-hmm. Ariel does that sort of thing Mm -hmm. like that. Stormbringer is my dystopian, um, urban fantasy. And I always say that's Ariel does Marvel, because it's kind of very like superhero. (laughs) Um, And that comes out in Wicked Fates, uh, which comes out August 23rd. So you can check it out in there. So it's the first book in my elementalist series. So
0: cool. Now what's the average word count on, on your books?
1: Um, usually somewhere between 35,000 to like 45,000, but I have written books that have been longer, um, Hades, which is part of the Speed Dating with the Denizens of the Underworld series, um, actually came in, I think, somewhere around 55k, so that was one of my longer ones, and the, um, The Last Hollows book was, I think, near like 100,000 words. I mean, those weren't all completely me, because it was co-write, but, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, I've written longer ones, but I tend to kind of hang around the 35
0: to 45 K. Yeah, it's a pretty healthy, healthy count. And then once you've got the, uh, the series done, that makes a good size box set, especially if you can get it printed in hardcover. Now they look so nice. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And Anita says she's editing a collection of horror fairy tale retellings. Ooh, that cool. sounds delicious. Some of so like original
1: could... style fairy tales because original fairy tales were kind of horror. Oh the
2: Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Some, of,
2: some of mine I I twisted into the paranormal romance, but some of them are horror horror like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When she doesn't warn
0: me.
1: <laughs> Blood and Lust actually, um, the second book in my Ava Crowley vampire series takes place at a horror movie convention that particular series like i said i just like it's one of my favorite uh series to write there's a lot of pop culture references in that it's kind of like my my homage to all those things so i always say if you're a fan of supernatural like you'll love the ava crowley series because there's oh, lots of supernatural so in there um yeah like my main character kasaias um who goes by cass like that's because of cass um so and he's a little bit inspired by him uh and ava i always like to say is the um perfect blend of dean winchester and buffy summers so okay
0: nice nice like my uh, agents of asset series that's my love letter to all things fantasy Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: which someday i'll finish the fifth book (laughs) Yeah, i know i've been beating you up on that (laughs) i'm blocked on that one there's a reason i don't know what it is but i'm blocked on it Mm -hmm. it's okay i have other work to do anyways (laughs) that's good that's good (laughs) So speaking of conventions, because I know before we started recording, we were talking about both of us have a a love of conventions and I Mm -hmm. I absolutely love going, boothing, selling, doing panels and whatnot, but you do too. So Mm -hmm. where did your love of conventions start?
1: I've always been obsessed with the idea of Comic-Con. I can remember being like a teenager and like there weren't really many conventions over here other than like star trek conventions um and i just kept thinking like if i ever like the only place i could go to a convention was japan fast forward to now you know like the ease of access of conventions is just like it's almost like the norm now um, and my first convention i went to i believe was in 2014 um, and it was a my little pony convention it was BronyCon con because my husband is a brony And my friends and I all went, and it was like the first time we really like went to like a big convention where we dressed up, right? Because we'd been to like little cons around here, like, but it wasn't anything major like that. And we went and we cosplayed, and that was like, that was like patient zero right there. And um, (laughs) so we started doing that a lot more, and we've been to uh, Dragon Con. I've done two Supernatural cons. Um, Oh my Um, god. I think my soul left my body when Jared Pet it like he hugged me like I <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah, DragonCon uh, Dragon Con is like our big convention that we really like to do and we've done um quite a few times and Cons have always been um, kind of a a big thing for me and my friends. And I have so many fun stories from just conventions alone and just the people and meeting the celebrities and the different things that I've cosplayed as. Um, I primarily like to cosplay as Disney princesses. (laughs) Um, So I've cosplayed. I have two Ariel cosplays. Um, I have uh, Princess Belle. I've done Jessica Rabbit. I've done Poison Ivy. Um, So I've done done quite a few.
2: (laughs) Love
0: it. I love it. I love conventions too. <laughs> I, I was that kid that was at the Star Trek conventions because I grew up in a Star Trek household. Mm-hmm. So I was raised on it, so sci-fi that's was awesome. all over my household growing up. So I'm that's equal awesome. opportunity Star Trek and Star Wars. Love them both, mm-hmm. but that that was my roots. I grew up full uniform, next generation uniform, going to that's Star Trek conventions with so my mom. Nice. <laughs> oh so, yeah, it, it's been in my blood so since I was a kid. I loved it. Mm. <laughs> and now going as an author though especially DragonCon, do you get to do any of the the
1: panels um, so the last uh the last time i went to DragonCon last year was my first time going to like a convention as an author because i've only been writing since 2020 okay so mm-hmm. i'm still kind of fresh i guess <laughs> even <laughs> though it's we're two years into it now but um so when we went to dragon con i wanted to check out like all these different writer panels. Um, so I did get to do a lot of that. Um, I was primarily following in the urban fantasy track. So uh, I did a lot of uh, panels that had um, like Patricia Briggs and Jim Butcher and uh, Kimber Swain. And so it was very, very <laughs> eventful and very helpful and just really cool to sit in there and um, have these kind of discussions about magic systems and nice. um, I did like w- a couple workshops and uh, I definitely would love to go back to another convention um, and and do more of that type of stuff. Um, I even did, I think like it was, a, um, it was a TikTok panel that they had there on like, you know, just like creating content and stuff and how not to get burned out while you create content sort of thing. So, uh, but that was my first time going to like a convention where I did more of that stuff than the strict, um, you know, fandom based stuff. So but it was fun.
0: Those are super, super fun to go to, especially because with DragonCon it does blend the two. You do get the mm-hmm. regular fantasy convention, but you also get the author side of it where you can really, you know, drill down nuts and bolts, take some good classes, meet with authors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really cool. If I lived on that side of the country, I would be signing up every year.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a whole different con experience than than the experiences I've had before, which both are equally fun, you know. Um, but it was definitely a lot more sitting in panels and, like, taking notes and, like, just trying to, like, soak up all all the amazing feedback that they had, so.
0: And, of course, speaking of, you know what I'm going to say, speaking of conventions, mm-hmm. it's almost time for Combat Con, coming in two weeks, and we and the writers have finally finalized all of our scheduling, so we have a four-day intensive where we're going to be teaching how to write, what to write, how to employ conflict, all the good stuff, and the scenes that the students will be writing in those classes with us will be filmed and showcased at the event. It's going to be an amazing weekend, and that's two weeks away. I can't wait. That is so cool. Yes, yes. If you've not oh, heard of a comic con before, this is a convention. It's it's like a diamond in the rough. It is small yeah. enough to be intimate and to really get to know everybody, but it is on that tipping verge of just blowing up.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's one of those conventions that, not like a typical comic con, this one does have its theme. It is about combat. And I know a lot of people say they see the swords and stuff, like, they go, oh, so it's a LARPing convention. Yeah. No.
1: Mm-hmm. It is
0: dedicated to all forms of combat. Yes, they have HEMA tournaments. They have lightsaber tournaments. They also have <laughs> about 200 or so classes going on throughout the entire convention where you can try out various different styles of combat, um, sports nutrition, training. Uh, different forms of yoga. They have long sword yoga. I can't wait to do that one. This Um, sounds so cool. It's it's to teach people how combat is applicable. Find your style and it is still applicable. Whether you're a writer and you're writing for books or film, whether you're a filmmaker and you need to learn how to film the right action angles. If you're a, a stunt actor learning how to throw the punch without actually punching the guy, there are tracks for every single one of these different disciplines and that's what makes this such a unique convention it's so so much fun yeah that's the, amazing. Amazing.
1: From the writer <laughs> perspective of like being able to watch that and learn yeah. how to to do that mm-hmm. that is that is very cool
0: and and that's why we based our program on that so we're for the writing specific intensive we're teaching yes the nuts and bolts of how to write scenes mm-hmm. but then we go deeper we're actually taking history of weapons classes with weapons masters we're taking practical application where you can get in and work with the moves and the weapons to feel how it feels you to hold them. You
1: can up the information firsthand, know how to. Yes, mm-hmm. because when you
0: know you can write better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So oh, it, oh, it's yeah. really cool. And we're blending it all so that you see from writer to filmmaker to actor, every part of it, how it can come together. That is, is- very, very cool. It's very, very yeah. cool. And it's in Las if, Vegas. If you can't go this year, put you, put it on your calendar for next year in July. Yep. Las Vegas. What a better place to go, right? Oh, my God. Into <laughs> yeah. Vegas
1: three times. Love it.
0: <laughs> you learn how to fight all day and then you
1: go drink all night. Perfect, yes. perfect vacation.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I've always been uh, just a fan of going to conventions. I love the feel. I love the people, the energy, um, these last two years that we weren't able to go to conventions, I missed it so much. Cause it was, yeah. it was like a, you know, a connection point, a touchstone. You go so many years in a row, people remember you. They come back and go, what's the next
1: book I haven't gotten from you yet. I mean, it's just. It is. It's a completely different like experience. And I've always said, um, you know, just conventions in general are not for the faint of heart because they're not like these very relaxed scenarios it's they are Mm-mm. high energy and you know it, and but, lots
2: of people and if you get yes. claustrophobic that's a problem
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely like sometimes you just gotta like go sit in the corner and just be like i need to
2: yeah yep.
1: myself for a minute um but yeah it is yeah there is nothing like the experience of like that high energy and and the sharing of the fandoms and just it's just something else
0: <laughs> it really is mm-hmm. uh, that's one of my favorite things too when i'm doing a booth and you know it's always awkward to like cold call somebody or to to try and reach out to somebody who's just passing by and mm-hmm. you know, hey buy my book you don't want to come across as a as a used car salesman but when nope. you go to these conventions they're literally wearing their fandoms out for everyone to see So it's no longer, hey, buy my book. It's, oh, my God, I love that show. And then Uh you've got that connection point organically. And you build that relationship based on the mutual connection you've got. And it's just, it just feels so much nicer. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) So Yeah, I really missed him. And then I I did Phoenix earlier this year. And I will do Las Vegas Comic Con in September. Oh, it's so good to be back. (laughs) But we need that. I mean, especially. Oh. I don't know. You know, you guys writing during the pandemic, if you felt that that disconnect, or if One you of, were able to, to do it just connecting through the computer. But I really felt it the the lack of connecting with the readers. I, I just mm-hmm. I missed it so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't done uh, cons yet. Um, we're gonna get I, you. We're I'm gonna. The, get I, you. Uh, uh, I know, I know. I just have to get there at the right time, and it
1: doesn't. I can't wait. I can't wait to do like my first, my first like book con though. Um, Yeah, and I have that on the schedule. It's on. It's for 2024 though. It's getting witchy in Salem.
2: Oh, nice. Um,
1: Yeah, I really wanted to do it next year because that's when they're they're starting. Um, But Mm -hmm. it just didn't. I think instead, my husband and I are just going to go up, and we're going to do like a Salem weekend trip, and then I'm just going to pop by and kind of say hi to everybody. Um, mm. But I'm really, I, I can't wait to like do more like signings and conventions as an author and like really connect and, and engage with readers like, as you can see, I am a natural born chatterbox and uh, <laughs> <laughs> We love that though <laughs> we are. And I just feel like I would love that <laughs> you will. You will. <laughs> I mean, I
2: loved being, being a, a fan at, at the Rhode Island Comic Con when my son and I went We went, um, we, we, you know, we got to meet Jeffrey Dean Morgan and it was awesome. And (laughs) yes, (laughs) we talked to him for a little bit and I said, yeah, he's been watching Supernatural since the beginning. And he looked at me and I said, yeah, he was four. Maybe not, not my brightest mom moment, but (laughs) he started laughing.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's great. I'm sure that's not like the weirdest thing I've heard.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but my son is just, he's just like me with the, you know, <laughs> the fantasy mind and stuff like that. So it was and good. You wrote,
0: you wrote a book with your son. I Talk about a crazy co-writing partnership. Yes, That's amazing. That so
2: cool. Yeah, he, <laughs> was, he was 12 at the time. And of course, I think Supernatural, you know, with the, the introduction, introduction of death made him start thinking.
1: Oh my and, God. And is that not one of the most <laughs> epic Introduction. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With that song, my name is Death. Like, oh yep. my god.
2: <laughs> oh yes. So oh he god. came up with a story about the son of Death. So he wrote the Death Chronicles together. So cool. <laughs> yeah. I still that that writing relationship
0: would have been so awkward. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I couldn't you have written with quit. my parents. I don't know. I, I, I made him turn red, you know, three shades of red a couple times, you know. Oh, in, the, in the story, the character's kiss, I said, well, how did he feel? She, he goes, I don't know. Okay, well, what did her hair smell like? He goes, I don't know. I don't go around smelling girls' hair. <laughs> when I, at him, I said, well, maybe you should. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> He's like, um. <laughs> I was like, um, no, Bob. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> great. Oh my God.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. But he eventually came, you know, started thinking. I said, you gotta involve the other senses. You can't just mm-hmm. say they kissed. Mm-hmm. How did he feel? You know, what was he thinking and all of that stuff? So I got him to really dig deeper and and you know get the emotional connection there. But it was, it, you know, he learned a lot from me. He's still talking to you too, so I mean, that's always the. He still visits me. He still wants me to look at his writing. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome! See, that's a sign of
0: respect right there. He knows you're gonna give it to him straight, and he still Mm -hmm. invites the pain.
2: Yeah, I. He says he's written some, um, some scenes he doesn't want me to read, and I'm like, are they sex scenes? He's like, yes. (laughs)
1: Like, okay. He's like, yes, and this will land me in therapy if you read them.
0: Yeah, when your dad oh reads your your uh, erotica, that's that's always when you you know you've made it.
1: I, w- I refuse to let my dad read um, my reverse harem. He wants to read it, and I've basically been like over my dead body. Like you will not read
2: this. I gave my father my first book, <laughs> and my I- first
1: book's not too bad. My dad oh. has my has my forevermore series. I was like, this is the one you can read. <laughs>
2: This is the book that my father has told my mother, you do not read this. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's the only book he has said, no, you don't want to read this, Judy. <laughs>
1: well, that's funny. So. Yeah. Oh
2: <laughs> but I figured if I could have my father read it mm-hmm. and be okay with it, it, it it I would be okay getting my book out there. Because mm-hmm. it, it was it <laughs> it's called survival games. <laughs> it's it's a thriller where a woman gets kidnapped by a uh um, uh snuff and porn ring so there you go <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and he's like has a lot of sex in it he goes well, the story guy kind of kind of dictated that <laughs> so like, You're like there was a reason <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah. it was it was it was i'm sure it was hard for him to read But he gave me constructive feedback. So was writing, like,
1: the steam and and the sexy stuff always been um, easy for you? Because I am still learning how to do it.
2: (laughs) For me, yeah. Yeah. You know, the the sex scenes and the kill scenes. (laughs) I'm sure Anita will agree. (laughs) Those two are are probably the easier for me to write.
1: I don't know. I find, I find, I think, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it was
1: um, when I was co-writing uh, the Shifter series. That's when I really kind of started to play around more with mm-hmm. um, with introducing steam and being able to write steam. Mm-hmm. I went from not being able to literally, you know, write certain words to all of a sudden I was writing scenes between three people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like kind of, you know, there was no dipping my toe in the water. It was just all of a sudden <laughs> I just kind of jumped in. And I feel like ever since that, each book that I write, I get a little bit more comfortable and mm-hmm. it gets a little steamier. Um, but I definitely kind of normally I hover around the mid-steam, um, although some of my books uh, I recently have. I um, have a Dark and Stormy Night coming out, and that is a menage. So <laughs> I mean, I definitely am playing around a little bit more with it and the more
0: Oh, that's the 90s one, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. So A Dark and Stormy Night is set in the summer of 1996. It is heavily inspired by um, Cruel Intentions, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and R.L. Stein's original Fear Street books. Um, See, I told you
0: that was a good year. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Late 90s. Um, So yeah, and it is a a vampire menage, and there is some female-female action in it as well so uh that was a lot of fun to write that was you know me again kind of like instead of dipping the toe we just jump right in <laughs> yeah, I I'm need my that transitions book. are like jump from cliff to cliff <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
2: uh, i mean yeah i wrote erotica first so yeah that's right Yep. That's Jessica, that's where we we started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Give me a couple of
1: years I'll probably get there.
2: Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about jump
0: in head first. While, I'll get there. Well,
2: I was 42 when I started seriously writing. So <laughs> I had dabbled in it in, you know, high school, college and then got married and not not so much. We needed to pay the bills. <laughs> and uh got a corporate job and I was actually, I did get paid for writing. I was a business analyst. So all technical stuff for years, it's just not, you know, all the stories kept building up and building up and building up. <laughs> well, no wonder you write so fast. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's why I
0: felt pressured. Because I'm like, she writes so fast. I got I to show something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I think Ariel has me beat with how many books she's putting out.
1: I don't know how I. So people have said to me, they're like, I don't know how you do it because I uh, I PA and I do other stuff on top. And they're like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I don't know how I do it either, but maybe coffee. I
2: I don't drink coffee. I am not your typical author. I still don't get that. This is me. If I drank coffee, I would be like steroids.
1: I have ADHD and then I have coffee. So maybe that's how I do it. I, don't know.
0: <laughs> I think if I had a babysitter, you know, a taskmaster, somebody just sitting behind me, smacking my hands and keeping me on track, I would do a lot more. Yeah. I, I definitely fail in the executive dysfunction department.
1: Oh, I fail in the executive <laughs> dysfunction department like daily. It is definitely a struggle. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> Live and die by the calendar,
0: too. If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My Post-it notes. i got Post-it notes everywhere for everything. Mm. Yep. (laughs) And if it's something I really need to remember, I write the Post-it note and I put it on my computer. So when I open my computer to go (laughs) do what I want to do, I'm like, oh, crap, I have to do this. (laughs) Unless you're busy when you
0: open your computer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, see, I'll I'll do that. But then I'll be busy when I get to my computer and I'll move the sticky note and forget it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah see totally like oh purpose. you can't see this oops you can't see this oh no Wait, oh my yep, oh go. god September. yeah yeah <laughs> which July isn't too isn't quite as bad oh that's not bad at all no no
1: <laughs> I do I, have I a calendar say. like I have my own calendar for all my <clears throat> my author stuff mm-hmm. that is like separate from my calendar um like in my phone so that I can because I I tend to accumulate things and I'm like, "Oh crap, I have this coming up," right? And deadlines mm-hmm. and all that. So it's definitely it definitely is a lifesaver. Yeah.
2: Well, I have doctors appointments, I have everything on that. So it's like all all of the spilling ink shows, <laughs> everything. Mm-hmm. And when I'm when I'm away and <laughs> that so it's all on there live and die by it, it If it's it, not it, in the calendar
1: it doesn't yeah, exist it doesn't happen exactly. doesn't it doesn't happen <laughs> that's why like, on the calendar i don't know well then it doesn't exist i have to like, stop and
0: put things right? on the calendar immediately because if i wait yeah. and forget to put it on the calendar didn't exist mm-hmm. and then you know i'm in the bathtub when jane messages me aren't we having a show today <laughs> and yeah. like,
2: um sure <laughs> Excuse I don't me. know if we're having a show. It's not in the calendar. <laughs> are we supposed to? And then we'll get on and just shoot the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about astrology and, and what it's doing in our writing and our lives. <laughs> hey, those episodes are fun. I enjoy yeah, those. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or <laughs> whatever's happening in the, you know, writing world, anything major like <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm.
0: There's always something to talk about. I don't think we've ever had a time where there was just
2: nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And we can, and we can, I mean, you're chatty too, so it's, it works. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome. Well, I like doing this show. We,
0: we don't have to have like a hard agenda. We can just have a nice kickback, <clears throat> hangout oh,
1: yeah. with our people. It's a round table hangout. <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty much. I mean, for a while, we were doing drinking drinking with authors on Friday nights, so we'd be drinking oh, and talking. <laughs> Can we need to bring we that should... back
0: again. That was fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> to get Jane to completely not have a filter. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the the last show, Ariel... I was taken out to uh, uh, a deck bar, mm-hmm. and I—I I think I had two wicked strong drinks, and it was oh. supposed to be a serious show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're
1: over there trying not to laugh, <laughs> and, I, I, and
2: I'm trying to speak clearly because <laughs> because two drinks does me in. <laughs> but I mean, it was the you know the women's guide to ptsd so it was it was a serious topic so i i had to you know curb my (laughs) truck
1: you're like you cannot blink you cannot laugh
0: (laughs) exactly what was even funnier is is she was supposed to be the host and i was supposed to be the guest
2: yes which which threw me And uh, and the other host didn't say, hello, hello. She's never lot.
0: done a podcast before. She was okay. just like, wait, I have to be there. Wait, wait hold on. I was like, we're telling her. Come on. She's so, our marketing so, lady for the book. So she's part
2: of the process. So, so tipsy me <laughs> I had to run the show and ask intelligent questions. Oh my god. Katie said I didn't do too bad
0: but I was like oh my god the beauty of that one is when Virginia starts talking she has so much passion for for helping people with PTSD that you almost don't have to do anything you just let her go because she's going to to reveal all of that passion and what Mm -hmm. she's talking about and that just makes you want the book even more
1: that's awesome. But I did
0: have
2: some decent questions.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 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 You're like, Through the fog, I had the questions. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, why did you guys do this to me? And then I went out to the fire and, and had some more.
1: <laughs> 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 As win does. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: <laughs> you gotta celebrate your win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Speaking exactly. of panels coming up next Friday. Uh, J.D. Estrada put this one together for the Authors Writing Conference. We are going to be doing a panel. Anita's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Um, it's going to be an interesting topic. We're talking about keeping your voice through multiple books that you write in multiple series. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a fun conversation. Uh, I will put the link and all that information in the show notes after we're done here. As usual, give me 10 minutes after the show's done. <clears throat> for those of you who are watching this after the fact, it will already be there. But uh, yeah, next week check it out. It'll be on YouTube. It's it sounds like a fun topic. I like when we do get some interesting mm-hmm. topics to dive into, and especially with a, a panel, you've got a lot of opinions that can go into it. So I, I like that.
2: Yes, and, and JD is awesome. Yes. Always. <laughs> yes. Always. <laughs> so, so what do you have? What's the next book coming out for you? The want the um, dark and stormy night.
1: A dark and stormy night comes out mm-hmm. on Monday.
0: Yep. Oh. I need that one. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Followed oh. by blood and lust comes out, um, August 9th shifters of Starfell Creek comes out September. Sixth and heaven knows comes out in October.
0: Yes. Did we talk about who does your, your cover work or how you pick the covers for your books?
1: Uh, we did not. Um, I have a couple different designers for my covers. Um, so um, most of my Forevermore covers and the Shifters of Starfall Creek covers are done by Leah Taylor at Love Drunk uh, Premades. Um, and she also did Heaven Knows. Um, dark and Stormy Night was done by RJ Creatives. And the Blood and Lust covers, um, the Ava Crowley covers, are done through Naughty Nights Press, uh, my publisher.
0: So I, I'm loving that gritty 90s feel that goes with that Dark and Stormy Night. I really like that.
1: I love that cover like I just and and RJ mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park I gave her some uh some images and I said I really wanted a 90s feel to it I gave her like because I have R.L. Stein cute. Fear Street <clears throat> books they were some of my favorite books to read like as a teenager so I sent her some of the covers and I said I want I don't want this exactly but I want it to feel kind of in that vein yeah. and and she did she just knocked it out. She did
2: part. a f- yeah, I, I job, really yeah.
0: I like the way it looks. It's definitely got the feel, the muted color palette. I, I dig it. I think it looks cool.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course the uh, blood and lust. That's another one I'll have to add to my TBR. Cause that's right up my alley. <laughs>
1: Oh, that one, that one is, it's been a little bit of a long awaited sequel because Blood and Bones came out um, last October. Okay. And so this is the sequel to that, and it is a scorching sequel. Like, Ooh. oh God, it is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It is so hot.
0: And Jane, how about you? What do you got coming down the pipe?
2: I have um, releases in October. So I've got Rituals and Runes. That's our, the set we're in. Okay. Um, I have um, and on the same day, oops, <laughs> I same day <laughs> I have taint, tainted mind. Is that is one the of these? Third, yep, yep, yep. The third oh. book on October fourth, and then um, on October eleventh, I'm shooting to have hook. <gasps> oh, yes, yes. So, right. so by June of next year, I think that's the time frame. I'll have the hardcover fairy tale one through ten series. Ooh, I have, wow, I'm that a, is so
1: exciting! Yep,
2: I'm getting a special special cover from Cora Graphics. Love Cora. Oh, she has that work. <laughs> yes. Did you see the ones she did for John Mayberry? No. She did the Ghost Road Blues. Oh, yes, I did that's see those Ghost series. Yes, she did. Yeah, that that's yeah. her. Yeah, That's that's not her normal style. No, it's not. It's
0: beautiful. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I would have never thought Cora did. Not that she's not talented, but that's not
1: typically the style she goes
0: for. Right. You can find someone
1: who's versatile. That is, you know, across all different genres. That is is so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, those books looked cool. I saw (laughs) those popping up on my feed. I'm like, wow. Yeah. My TBR list is getting
2: way too long. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. I love my cover <gasps> artists. I have I have a few now that I yeah religiously I have
1: to. I have very few. Like I have mm-hmm. maybe like four or five cover artists, and mm-hmm. they're the only ones I, I I basically go to. Not that I mm-hmm. haven't used other people, but um, mm-hmm. but primarily I stick to those. Mm-hmm. I just like 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 their work, and always feel like they're on spot and great to work with. So. Right, somebody right. I
0: mean, you can work with that uh, you connect with, mm-hmm. you use them
2: oh and and,
0: hard and, to find and ones that, that you that are perfect for you so when you do find those magical unicorns
2: yeah anna cruz did these for me this this month are you ready uh-huh are you all ready yes let's
1: see drum roll please
2: dun, dun, dun. <gasps> wow yeah this was, the a first pre- was this made? first one was a pre-made and then she did rogue shadows and crown shadows this month, I just Ooh. got Crown Shadows. Yes. Those are pretty.
1: I love to see the covers of a series when they're <laughs> together. They just look yes. so good, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: I, she did. I like it. I like it. She did a stunning job there. <laughs> so.
0: Mine pales in comparison mm-hmm. compared to y'all, but next month, PTSD, Acknowledge and Heal, our Women Focus Guide to PTSD is coming out. That is awesome. I'm excited. We've been working very, very hard to get this one finished. And it is, it's been a, an interesting journey doing it. It's not exactly, you know, like writing fiction. We put our characters through hell. Yes. But writing parts of that one were like going through hell because it's, it was very triggering because mm-hmm. reliving some of those traumas that you recognize. So, mm-hmm. but if yeah. it
2: helps people, it's worth it. <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. So that was the book I was, I was, you know, <laughs> t- tipsy interviewing. <laughs> but they did a yeah. fantastic job too. Yes,
0: yeah, super, super serious book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well. and Jane with the giggles, I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, we had a good time. We had a yeah. good time. Yeah. And and tonight was a wonderful time. Thank you, Ariel, for hanging out with us. I, Thank I you for having, having me. This again. was so much
1: fun. Yeah. This Thank was you. a great
0: conversation. So I like I said, you're welcome back anytime. Let us know when you got some free time because we love doing these hangout chats. Definitely. And for everyone else out there, we
2: I I believe we're back next week and then we're yes. gone the
0: week after. So
2: yes. the 23rd, you're at Combat Con, oh and I'm God. at a wedding. That's why I'm not there.
1: <laughs> Different kind of combat for you. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> so,
0: yes. So, we will okay. see you guys next week with another episode of Spilling Ink and some more authors to chat with. Take care, guys.